0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words. And today's podcast is all about um, reducing stress while chasing success. I know, it sounds crazy. Like so many of us are so into chasing success, but how do we reduce that stress and burnout? And today's special guest is Gigi Diaz, who is a um, public media um, like influencer and a mindset coach. And she has a resume that just goes on and on. I was just like blown away when I was reading her bio. I was like, girl, you are doing the damn thing. And I freaking love it. Gigi, please introduce yourself and let us know about you. (laughs) Catherine, I'm so excited to
1: be here with you. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm I'm just so happy to be able to share this space with you and your listeners and a little bit about me. Um, I've been in media for about 20 years, both radio and television. I know it sounds like I'm not old enough for that, but I am. Um, Plus, I started really, really young at 15 doing print. So I started doing graphic design for newspapers and writing as a columnist for newspapers. So if that doesn't date me, I don't know what does. in addition to that, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 17 years old. So I opened my first business uh, right out of high school and it's called Gigi's Academy. It's a dance studio that's still open today. We've been uh, ranked top three dance studios in our city for the past four or five consecutive years. So entrepreneurship and communications have been my line of work and passion for what I think is probably the majority of my adult life and some of my teenage life. So um, in that process, I have learned and failed and relearned and unlearned so much that this topic in particular, um, chasing success and you know, how to, how to get away from that burnout from that hamster wheel have been a huge part of my life. In fact, um, Achieving success with less stress is the mission of my coaching company, which is called oh, Seizing wow. Happy. After my own burnout experience, I realized that so many of us powerhouse women that really want to change the world, that really want to make a difference, that really want to, um, you know, step into our power and stay in that space are burning out in the process process and that burnout is often costing us our dream it's costing us our success and so you know my goal is to help women be able to create a customized blueprint for success with less stress because it's in that distraction in that chasing of success that we that we want to do what everybody else is telling us to do or what works for everybody else you know and and that's not always what's going to work for us right and so it's, um, it's a really powerful experience when I coach my clients and I see them have the breakthroughs of discovering their path because we all have our own path. You know this. You, oh, yeah. you. you, you walk in authenticity, you know, and yeah. you've had your own discovery process of saying, why the fuck am I doing any of this shit? And then realizing... It's because you're following everybody else's definition of success, you know, oh, yeah. it's happened to all of us, I think. Right. And it's having that strength and that courage to say, I'm going to take a pause and I'm going to look inward and I'm going to ask for the necessary support, whatever that looks like for you to really discover what I need to be doing.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: absolutely. and that's, that's the focus of, of what I do now. And I love it. I yeah. Love it.
0: I like how you, you talked about, you started pretty young, like on this entrepreneurship and having that mindset of like being a real, like I'm out there, I'm out to go get some shit. I'm out to like save the world. I'm out to like do some major things now at like a young age, how did you even get into that, that, that area where you're like, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, because I mean, even for people in middle age, or just graduating out of college, it is very hard to have that determination and that motivation. So how did you get into that mindset of going just head first and going for it?
1: I think there's definitely an innate essence that I have of drive. Like I, um, I've learned to really trust myself. Being an immigrant puts you through the experience of Having to step into the unknown, not having a choice, right? Right. So I was born in Cuba. We came here when I was ten years old, and I didn't have a choice in that. You know, I had to step into the unknown. I had to go to schools where I didn't speak the language. I had to learn the language. I had to overcome bullying. I had to, you know, like I just stepping into the unknown was was something I was thrown into all the time. So I became, I, I almost want to say comfortable with having to, like, with being thrown into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was uncomfortable, like you, I'm comfortable in that discomfort. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, my parents are kick-ass. Like my parents were, their only thing was like, you need to have a degree, like their definition of success was a degree. It's why I ended up with two. Um, I wanted my parents to think I was successful, yeah. you know? Um, and there was a lot of that in my burnout story, like doing what was going to make other people. Feel like I was successful, like almost like proving something, you know, um, we're, we're way past that shit now. Right. But, <laughs> but, um, it helped that I had also found something that I was good at. So I've been dancing since I was four years old. Yes. So in Cuba, I was trained in flamenco and I knew how to dance and I'd won competitions. And when I came here, I continued to nurture that Um, My parents had me in dance classes and stuff like that. I was working on on Univision on Sabado Migante when I was a little kid. So like getting further training, I was doing uh, commercials. And so I was kind of familiar with that space. Right. And um, my mom was an entrepreneur. My dad inherited my grandfather's business. So there was already, like, they had already been thrown into entrepreneurship also. So mm-hmm. when I said, listen, I got to make money somehow. And what I know how to do, hey, stop growling. Sorry about my dog. She thinks she's a cat. So she sits at <laughs> the window That's and funny. she looks out the window like a new field lady all day. And now she's right. a, growling a
0: cat. <laughs> she's she's a grown,
1: right. <laughs> so, um, you know, my parents were both very entrepreneurially um, geared. You know mm-hmm. so i told my mom i'm like I, I gotta make money in college and the only thing i know how to do is dance right <laughs> you know what i mean so you're like so this is it. a dance studio and yeah. i had the money because i've been doing commercials and i've been you know writing like i said the new the first newspaper i wrote for was my mom's she oh, came wow. into my house and my house into my bedroom um when i was i think like 15 16 and she's like i finished my journalism degree at um and mind you spanish language journalism degree. my mom doesn't speak any english and she was like, I went back to school, I got my degree in Spanish, because that's what I know how to do. And your dad bought a camera, he's going to be the photographer, you're the only one that knows how to use that computer. So you're going to do the graphic design, period. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> graphic design for what? She's like, we're going to have a newspaper.
0: Right, what she's like. I, I mama's got big dreams. Guess what? You're my assistant. Let's go, right? Right, like, and we <laughs> you, you
1: know, and we've always been very, um, a very close knit family, right? So it, it's always been like, if you have a dream, we all go support that dream, if you have a dream, we all go support that dream which I learned as I got older is a double-edged sword. And it happens a lot in Hispanic families and Latino families where it's like, we all have to be together to do all the things together because the family has to be together. And that's not always a good thing. It's not always a good thing because when your dreams tend to, um, when your dreams want to veer away from what the, the, Boss of the family, Sometimes, most most of the time in Latino families, it's the mom. Um, but whether it's the dad or like your big sister or whoever it is that holds the baton, yeah. when your dreams veer away from that, the baton holder will often be like, "Well, you're you're failing the family, or like yeah. letting us down, or whatever." And it takes there's a lot of growth that has to happen in that space as well in order for you to be able to create healthy, loving boundaries that say that doesn't align with me anymore. And I'm going to go this way. Right. And to be able to overcome and heal through the circumstances and instances when the family doesn't support you going away. Right. And doing your own thing, you know, and that's been to some degree that, that I had to overcome some of that stuff. Um, and, and that's hard, you know, but at 17, 18, what I was doing was aligning with what my my parents thought was good because I was still going to go to college. And so it was like, okay, my mom used to help me at the front desk a ton, a ton, which I'm super grateful for, um, you know, but all the other parts of it were, were a fall on your face and figure it out experience, you know, i um, working with kids, you know, I went to, I, I got training in like, Child psychology When I was in college, like, you know, really know how to talk to kids, which is very yeah. different than, than just talking to your little cousins, right? Like right. teaching children is different than talking to your little cousins. Definitely. Um, so It was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And it was definitely um, when I look at it now. Yeah. I think that it was starting young that also uh, pushed me in, the, in it because when we're younger, we're less likely to be scared of certain things, you know? Um, when you're older, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm putting all of my savings into this, or I'm putting all of my, you know, and you're more scared almost, I think. Yeah. You know,
0: we you, get more afraid as we get older. Yeah. When you're older, you kind of have that mindset of like, um. know the possibilities of it not working out so you kind of have that hesitation when when you're young that's like when i see young entrepreneurs i'm like freaking do it now if you just do and that's what i try to tell you know the younger ones that i talk to if you just start a little here and start a little there by the time you're 40 it's like a wrapped sealed deal like you have no idea. But obviously it does take you on this road of doing a lot of things and getting almost like burnt out and stressed out. And I really want to talk about the family dynamics because I come from um, a Latin uh, household. My mom is uh, Italian. My dad is Mexican from Mexico. And when I told him, because he has, you know, I grew up with a family "Quote unquote business," it was his business, but when I told him that I wanted to be a nurse, it was like, "What? You don't want to take over the shop? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. You know, sorry, sorry pops, love you to death. The shop is cool and everything. Like, I like hanging out there, but uh, I'm not trying to take this bad boy over. And it was like for him, it was like, "What do you mean? You're the oldest. You have a son. Your son could take over the shop. You know." Da-da-da and all this stuff. So when we start to do those boundaries where we're creating them with our families, how did you approach the situation to reduce your burnout? Because I know for me, I was trying to juggle both, make my dad happy, having the shop, you know, working in the shop, doing the books for the shop. And then also, um, doing school, trying to go to school as a nurse. And I had like this huge commute. So my burnout was like, accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. So what was your approach when you went to your parents and said, this is, this is too much. I need to concentrate on one thing. How were you able to do that?
1: So it's interesting because in my burnout process or overcoming process, um, (laughs) I never went to my parents to -hmm. tell them anything. So what ended up happening was I was pursuing what was successful in all of the spaces that I was in. So I always knew ever since I started in journalism at 15, I I immediately fell in love with it. And I knew that that was a passion for me. Mm -hmm. Communicating with people and talking to people is is something that completely fills my heart, right? So when I started in journalism, right? So I, I was working for these newspapers. I was doing television. Then I started going into radio. I was pursuing the best of of that space. So in te- in television it's either news or sports that makes you the most money or gets you the most like um awareness, right? So I tried news, I didn't like it so much. It was too intense. It was I'm I'm very Um, I receive a lot of energy. And so like being in news was just catastrophic for me. Um, so I went into sports, right. And that's a great moneymaker. So I was traveling to do, to cover harness races. And then when I started dabbling into radio, it was like the best spot in radio is mornings. Right. So I started doing mornings and then it was like, all right, well, I already have my bachelor's like, what's the next biggest tool belt, the tool that I can put in my tool belt. And it was like, oh my master's degree, that was my mom's definition of success, you know? Right. So I went back to get my master's degree. And in that process, I completely burnt out. I lost my vision while I was driving one day. I couldn't fucking see anything. And I could hear the cars like zooming past me on 95. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It was terrifying, you know, and it was absolute exhaustion. And so in that moment, I realized I was like, there's nothing of what I do Nothing of what I do that is making me feel whole or that could help me right now. So as I'm sitting there, you know, waiting for like all sorts of results, like my money and I was making great money and on paper, I was killing it. Right. But I didn't realize at that moment that I was always looking for something more Mm. because I wanted to fill the void of, I need to accomplish more things because the things that I was accomplishing, weren't my definition of success. I never stopped to ask me, how do you feel accomplished? Right. How do you feel whole? So in that moment, I was like, I have to let go of the shit that doesn't work for me. Anything that doesn't give me like absolute joy, I have to let go of it. And I have to figure out, what, what it is that does bring me absolute joy. And I have to make sure that I'm doing it in a way that will never land me in this ER again. That will, I cannot have an experience like this burnout again. Mm -hmm. I was losing my hair. I, I, my periods were completely out of whack. Sometimes I wasn't even getting a period. I wasn't worried about it because I wasn't with anybody at the time. So I was like, Oh, whatever. Great. Fuck it. No period. Who cares? (laughs) Because I was just so busy working yeah. You know, and that's not OK. It's not OK to put everything else before our well-being, you know. And so I remember, you know, what I what I did tell my parents was I'm selling the business, like I'm selling the dance studio because I'm not going to do it anymore. And it, it wasn't a permission thing. It wasn't a what do you think? It wasn't open for discussion. It wasn't open for anything. It was this is what I've decided to do because I no longer get joy from from teaching the kids. Like I love the kids. I think they're great but I don't get the same joy that I used to from it. So I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And they lost their shit. They were like, what do you mean? You've been doing this for, I don't, I don't think back then it was like 10 years or something. I don't know. It's I've been doing it forever. And right. they're like, well, you sell it and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, well, I'm selling it. So bye. <laughs> and right. they were, and you know, what What we did agree on was my mom's like, well, I'll take over and we'll leave the business open and I can manage the business. I mean, she, she's been around with me dancing since I was four obviously and they've been around the business since it opened obviously they've been very active in it um and we have other instructors so she's like I'll manage it and we'll just keep it around as a plan b just in case of anything like you've just put so much into this and I I told her I'm like I want to be very clear if you're if you're gonna manage it you're gonna take over I'm not involved yeah like I want nothing to do. You can leave my name on the wall, but I want like, I'm not, this is not mine anymore. Yeah. And she's like, okay, fine. If you ever want to come back, you can, but fine. I just do. I would hate to see you close something that you've done for so long. So that was on her. So I was like, okay, I don't care to close it. For me, it is closed. Like in my mind, it is closed. And so Where I did have, where I did feel that disconnection from my family's support when I wanted to make a decision was when I wanted to quit radio, right? I told my parents it no longer aligned with what brought me joy, no longer aligned with my purpose. I was no longer feeling like, um, like it was, it was a thing for me, you know what I mean? Like it was a great thing. I was making a ton of money. Um, but that's not enough, right? Like money does not does not um, define happiness for me, right? Yeah. For anybody, I think. Yeah. Um, and when I told my parents that I was thinking of, of quitting radio and focusing entirely on my business, that's when I saw. That's when there was a um, like a, a resistance. Oh, that's- sure are you crazy? You, you know, you've worked so hard in your career. You've been in media for 20 years. I can't believe that you're going to quit radio. It's so glamorous. It's so such good money. What are you going to do about health insurance? What happens if you get pregnant? I'm like, I don't want kids. Like, what are you talking about? If you get health insurance anywhere else? Like all these, like, you know, their fear of their idea of how, um, secure, which by the way, media is not a secure job. But, you know, they're, the security that they found in radio and they to right. this day, I, I see the disagreement in their in their face when, you know, like the, when they talk about radio, they're like, oh, right. uh, how could you yeah. do that? And I'm like, it's what I needed to do. And right. so what, if, I, if there's anything that I could recommend to anyone who's feeling resistance from their family is two things. First, approach it with love. Because their intentions, even if their delivery sucks, even if you have a family that's like, you're a fucking sellout, how could you do this to us, blah, 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 which happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if their delivery sucks, know that it's coming from love because they're scared for you. It's their own fear. That you will fail because they don't find it in their abilities, their confidence, their limiting beliefs. They can't see the success that you could have because they couldn't have success in that.
0: Right. Right. They're scared for you. So,
1: so tell them to go fuck themselves in different
0: words with love. (laughs) Right. Love. That look, out. Look, 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 Dad, you're being an asshole. Fuck off, right? It's probably like, not it like, in those words. Figure out a yeah. way with, yeah. love. with love. With love, with I, love. I need to do this because it's right for me. And even yes. though and right, secondly,
1: and- you need to have the confidence in yourself before you have this conversation with your family and allow them to instill the fear, their fear, in yes. you and in your decisions. You must first ground yourself in the knowledge and certainty that this is what you want to do. This doesn't need to be what's right. And this doesn't need to be what's best. It needs to be what you want. If you want to do X, Y, Z, because that is what you desire, because that is what brings you joy, because that is where you see a light at the end of the tunnel for your path and your future. It doesn't matter if anybody else thinks that it's right or that it is best or that it is whatever the fuck they think. Right. Yeah. So first ground yourself in that because otherwise- if you're like, well, I don't really know, and I'm not really sure. And then your mom's like, well, you know, that's just such a bad idea because staying in your dad's shop is just so much more certainty there. And there's just so much more security. And your dad's going to be heartbroken. Your dad's going to be heartbroken that you're not going to stay in the shop with him. I just can't believe you're going to leave the family. Now these things are just going to be like, fuck, am I really, should I really do this? I mean, I don't, right? And now you're torn between waters and they're going in opposite directions, and you're just not going to know what to do. Right. So really ground yourself and, and honor yourself yes. before you let anybody else pour their doubts and their fears into you, even if it's coming from self-love or, or love for you. I mean,
0: so once you had this, cause you had like a major transition, you said, I'm, I'm done with these two things that have been my life for this amount of years. And now I'm doing something else. And as I step into this new process, I want to make sure I'm not burning out and I'm actually doing it in a way where I'm helping others not burn out as well. What were the fundamentals of that process? What was the fundamentals of staying within that? Yeah. So when
1: I had my burnout experience a couple of years ago, the first thing that I did was honor myself Right. So I didn't you know, I I quit media recently because it's what I felt like I needed to do for myself to avoid going back into a burnout state where I was doing all sorts of things that um, didn't align with me any further. But my, my burnout experience that happened a couple of years ago, when that happened, when I was in that ER and I started looking inward, I honored myself. That's step one, right? So that was before I had my coaching business. I honored myself. I poured into myself. I was honest with myself about what I was doing and why I was doing it. Why was I pursuing these things? You know. So for example, with radio, I was pursuing morning and doing mornings because it was the best slot in radio, right? And so when I was doing my reevaluation of me and my behaviors and what, you know, what, what was, what was really happening here? You know um, I stopped and said, well, I love radio, right? It's definitely what I want to do, but that schedule doesn't align with my happiness. I want to do middays. I went for middays. I fought for middays. I got middays and it was amazing. It was exactly what I wanted. And it was then, then I was like, okay, now this part is good. What else do I need to get rid of? What else do I need to toss? You know? And I went into a lot of healing. It required me to question myself because we don't do the things we do because we want to all the time. A lot of the time we do the things we do because we think we need to. And because there's a lot of of automatic autopilot programming in our heads that comes from our society, from our parents, from our churches, from everything that was given to us as as we were growing up, between the ages of zero and seven is where you adopt all of your beliefs and it comes from the people around you who are doing the best they can, but sometimes... The beliefs they give you are their own limiting beliefs and you just take that shit and run with it. And we don't often stop to question, why do I believe this? And does this belief serve me? And so I spent a couple of years just doing that, just learning and unlearning. So unlearning a lot of the things that I was given and relearning to think in a way that was going to be empowering for me and supportive. And I discovered a lot Of subconscious beliefs around money, around relationships, around the idea of work, around success that I had that were given to me by my parents, by my culture, by where I was raised, by where I was raised the second time, right? Like Mm -hmm. Cuba versus here. and, And I adopted or was given a lot of beliefs that did not help me, that drove me into burnout. So I got my own coaching. I received coaching. I received healing, you know? Um, And then after I healed myself, after I took pause to look inward and, and really like plucked out the weeds of the shit that no longer served me. And when I was able to create my own customized blueprint for success based on my needs, my desires, my definition of success. Then I realized, you know what, I can do this for other people, I can help other people in their discovery process so it doesn't take them five years right so it doesn't take them a bunch of like breakdowns and and all this. Um, You're still going to have breakdowns but they're going to be less. And so that's when I that's when I decided to get certified as a coach and to open seizing happy. And to really learn the right process of coaching, because a lot of people are out there calling themselves coaches, but they're really advisors, and that's not the same thing. An advisor is somebody who tells you what they think that you should do, and this is a great thing for people that need that a coach is not that. I will not advise you. That's not what a coach is supposed to do. A coach is supposed to help you by asking you the introspective questions that are going to help you to discover what it is that you need to do. And so the perfect example of that is when you ask, when you tell your parents, I'm not going to be at the shop, I'm going to go be a nurse. Your parents are giving you their opinion about what you're doing and their advice about what you're doing based on limiting belief and their confidence and their lack of confidence and their skills or lack of skills they're basing it on themselves and their knowledge but they don't know you nobody knows you like right. you know you right you know so being able to have a an objective sounding board of somebody who's going to ask you the powerful questions that are going to help you to peel off the layers mm-hmm. of Things, auto, automatic behaviors, learned behaviors, you know, limiting beliefs, all the things that are given to us to really get into you, the core of you. Mm-hmm. That's where seizing happy steps. And that's why I wanted, I needed to open yeah. my own country company so I could help other women do this because we deserve that. We deserve to create our ideal life, to create the life of our dreams um, on our terms.
0: Right. On our terms at our pace with what we need. Right. Definitely. I I like that you said, you know, you basically had to heal yourself before you could move forward and pick through the weeds of what was creating those um, burnouts and that stress and that fatigue What would you say to a young entrepreneur who is just starting um, since you've kind of been through that, that, that route of being young and having a mission and then creating your mission and then creating a new mission? Like, what would you, what advice would you give a young entrepreneur, a young Gigi? If you were to see a young Gigi, what would you say to her? Have more fun
1: have more fun that's the main thing because we get so caught up in results we get so caught up in like i want it to be this much money i want to make this much i want to do this much i want to get this many clients that you stop having fun you stop experiencing the process just chasing the outcome and that's not going to get you anywhere because the truth is that when you get to your goal what's the first thing we do we set another fucking goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, sure or sure not. Uh, I know. It's you're like no, I want to make me. my yeah. first $5,000 a month. And as soon as you make your first $5,000 a month, yeah. you're like, "Now I want to make a $7,000 a month. Now I want to make yeah. a $10,000 a month. Now I want to make a $50,000 a month." Like that's you're constantly so then you 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 end right. up on that on that hamster wheel. Right. Of just running and running and running and you never pause to look both ways. So right. have more fun, bring fun into your business. And then the right. other thing that I would say is invest in yourself, right? That, that broke mindset. Cause that's what it is. It's a broke mindset yes. of like, I'm going to learn to do all the things myself because I can't afford this because I can't afford that because I can't afford, I can't afford somebody to I, cut that shit out. Yeah. Make the money, right? Do only the things that are smart, monetizing actions. You don't need to do all the things. You don't need to have a website when you first opened your business. Oh no. You don't need to have a $10,000 marketing plan when you first opened your business. You don't right. need any of that. You need to be savvy and resourceful and to get clients in. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get clients in, as soon as you get any money, use that money to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say yourself and not necessarily your business is because your business is an extension of you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will go spend a ton of money on a business plan, on a branding kit, on a marketing strategy, and they don't spend any money on themselves. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when you're not investing in your brain, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much your business plan is doing whatever your business is an extension of you. So, if your mind isn't working in a growth mindset, no matter how much money you put into your marketing strategy, your business can't grow. Because when that marketing strategy comes back at you, you're not going to know how to handle that growth. Yeah. Your imposter syndrome is going to kick in. Your insecurities are going to kick in. You know what I mean? So, you have to be in a growth state and your business will grow much easier. Mm -hmm. You have to invest in yourself as an entrepreneur. Listen, there's no successful person out there who has not had a coach. Oprah has four. Right. Yeah. Because you have to be, you have to be in growth. Right. So that your business can grow. Your business is an extension of you. When people tell me my business is failing, your business is not failing. You are failing. Right. In some area. And that is reflecting in your business. My marriage is failing. Your marriage is not, businesses don't make decisions. Marriages don't make decisions. This is this is not a thinking sentient thing. A marriage is not a decision maker. <laughs> I know. Businesses are not decision makers. They don't fail. You fail when you make a decision and the outcome works again. Like it doesn't work out the way you want it. No, your marriage isn't failing. You are failing in some space of your life and it is reflecting in your marriage. My relationship with my children is I'm failing as a mother. No, you are failing as a person. And it is reflecting in your relationship with your children. Mm-hmm. It is all a reflection of you. All of the things that you are involved in your friendships, your career, your marriage, your relationships with your kids, with your everything is a reflection of you. Right. How, how well you are will reflect in everything around you because you're the one that pours into that. Right. Right. You're the one that pours into all the things you do. So it's you invest in you. Those are the two tips that I would give. Have fun and invest in yourself.
0: Yeah. Those are amazing tips. Because I think a, a lot of time people, when they are on this like entrepreneur journey or on this, this area, it's like, and then they start realizing like, okay, I went from working eight hours and now I'm working 16 hours a day, or now I'm working Uh, seven days a week instead of five days a week, or now I'm working, you know, an excessive amount of time. And it's because they pour everything into the business and don't pour anything into themselves. And then that's when the business like fails, like, you know, and it could be a storefront. It could be a, you know, a, um, like a, Uh, any, you know, an online business, any kind of business, but when you, when the main focus is the business, 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 business all the time, it that's all your center is. And you have to let go of that. And it has to be somewhere where it's more of you putting back into yourself and then working on these extra branches. Like you are the trunk. These are just branches of you. So I really like that you, you know, stated that, you have to pour back into yourself. Now tell us, Gigi, what is it like being this fucking badass woman who's just like on this next level type shit, who's over here, like already had her own dance academy, already been involved in media, already like started a coaching platform. Like what what is it like, like, what is a day in a life like as Gigi, like kind of walk us through what, what do you do? How do you, how does it all get going? I think,
1: um, what is it like? I, I have a friend who just shared this word with me and she, she has a word called scare sighted. So scare-sighted? It's, a combination, <laughs> yeah. it's a combination of scary and excited.
0: That sounds um, like a good drink. I'll get that scare sided. Right. Right. Let, me, let me get that scare sided.
1: I got a double. <laughs> yeah, I <it> need a double.
0: <laughs>
1: um and that's what it's like because you know it's thank you for, for all those beautiful words. But um it's you know, it's anybody could be like that. Anybody can could, could do all the things that make them happy. You just have to be able to be to find the excitement and the fear because I get scared. I get scared. You know, I was terrified of quitting my job. It doesn't mean that it was going to hold me back. I was terrified of opening a second business. It doesn't mean that it's going to hold me back. I was terrified when I opened my third business. It didn't hold me back. Right. Like it's working through your excitement, uh, working through your fear and turning it into excitement. Right. Um, And I think that the most important thing is finding joy in the things you're doing. So for me, I know two days are alike for me, but I do have non-negotiables in my day. So, you know, especially, um, now that I'm back to full-time entrepreneurship, like I was before, um, it's non-negotiables for me are time outside time in nature, because we are so caught up with all these, these electric things mm-hmm. that are wonderful. I love technology. I think it's phenomenal but we're not meant to be in this space all the time. Like we're meant to be in nature. We're meant to look at the trees and listen to the birds and listen to the ocean. And so for me, a good like 30 to 45 minutes outside is a must. Mm -hmm. Um, Pausing to not do is a must. So in my day, there's always a moment when I do nothing Mm -hmm. where I will just sit and like literally this usually happens most often in the mornings. I'll take her outside and I'll sit in my backyard and I'll just sit there and I won't do anything. I won't check my phone. I won't, I'll just look at her, watch her run around, see if there's a bird. I have this little blue jay that comes to my tree once in a while. I have a red, a red, a woodpecker that tears my tree up once in a while. Like just be right. Cause that's when you can really tap into your body and mm-hmm. see like what's going on here. And yeah. then you will notice some concerns that'll kind of come up and you'll be like, oh, I didn't know I was worried about that. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck am I worried about that? (laughs) Like, what is that? You know, and just be, and then, you know, other than that, it's, I, I'm very good with my time. I'll manage my time in a way like the best that I can, I'll block. I don't make to-do lists as much anymore. Um, I'll put reminders, but I block my time. So like, I know when I'm doing the chats with Gigi podcast, I'm doing that for like five hours. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. I have all my guests come in on one day and then I send it off to be edited. And then like, if I'm going to be coaching, coaching days are just this day is going to be coaching. And that day is going to be coaching. Like I block my time out and I block my no work time. I block date night. I block family time. Like I'm really good at being the CEO of my day, not just my business. And I think that's something true for all entrepreneurs who are successful is you have to be in charge of your day. You know, like you, you can't just let your day run you. You right. have to do your best to like. Right.
0: Organize it. that bitch in charge. Like, yeah, you have to, you know? I love that. I'm the CEO of my day, not just my business. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to be, especially when you're in a area where you're working towards growing, um, you know, your business, growing your name, growing your brand, growing whatever it is that you're creating. You have to definitely have that that strategy and that blocking that time where it's organized. Um, and, and I think that's what a lot of people sometimes forget and how they get so burnt out is because they're like trying to do everything in one day, or they're trying to, you know, block, um, their whole, you know, eight hour day, like if they were at work and, and it's just too much, you know? So You have to work smart.
1: I mean, you know, I, I tell people all the time with my clients when I'm coaching them on their business growth spaces, it's like, you want to do all these things, but I want you to focus only on the things that you need right now to do to get to your next big goal. Like you, you want to have the big vision in mind, right? But you want to approach that big vision, one big goal at a time. So, you know, do you need a podcast? Not everybody needs to have a podcast. Will your podcast be a tool that's going to help you make more money in your business? Because if not, you don't need to do it right now. You know, do you need to be on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and this and that? Because if all of those are not making you money right now, then you don't need to be in all of those, right? Like just focus on where's your main lead generator. Maybe your clients are on Instagram. Maybe they're... On LinkedIn, maybe they're wherever they are, then just focus on that. And, and then once you have that established and it is flowing, then you automate it and then you do the next thing and then you do the next thing. Like you need to have, but this is where it goes back to the way in which I coach is creating that customized blueprint for success. Like what's your big vision and let's reverse engineer it, right? And build in the systems that are gonna help you to automate because that's another thing. A lot of times, um, I see this a lot with my clients. When they first start their entrepreneurial path, they are wearing the employee hat. Mm -hmm. And so they want to work in their business because they're used to being employees. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do the other thing. I have, no, you don't. You have to be the CEO of your business. So first of all, that means you need to decide what actually needs to get done. What's actually going to be an income producing action, right? Like, Those are your IPAs, like income producing actions are the only actions that need to be taken in your business, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then you need to invest in automations. Like how do you create a system where this shit's going to flow by itself? You cannot be in your space all the time. Like you can't be onboarding the clients and sending the contracts and posting to Instagram and getting back to phone calls and doing the customer service. Like, no, so create systems for your business that are going to help you
0: to stay the CEO. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on and please let us know how we can find you and reach out to you and all the listeners can get in touch with Gigi and all her amazing uh, coaching and uh, your podcast. Let us know where are you at?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me once again. So on Instagram, Twitter, all the things you can find me as Gigi Diaz live. That's G-I-G-I-D-I-A-Z-L-I-V-E um also on clubhouse all the places i have the same handle so i'm easy to find and you can also head on over to seizinghappy.com on there i have a special gift where you can do your life assessment workbook to take a look at where you are right now so that you can determine where you want to go and what's the best way to get there so that's always a fun little resource that i like to offer because there, it's just um, allows you to really start that looking inward process, right? Um, and it's a ton of fun. So that's where
0: I'm the easiest to find. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And everybody, thank you for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words. Please remember to comment, like, and subscribe to this channel. And go ahead and give it a share. And everybody, have an amazing day. Bye.